Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter, Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. You're listening to Committed, a production of iHeartRadio. I had no idea that Kate had any interest in me romantically because I was kind of shell-shocked. And when it did become romantic, it was a complete shock to me. I was like, what? And I had only been with men. And so when I started looking at Monica, it just seemed very natural to fall in love with a woman. And it surprised my friends, of course. It was like, what? But it just seemed very natural to me. And I guess younger people now just see that as just a natural part of life being sort of fluid sexuality and well you're just you're you're a real you're so much before your time in every way so i think it's just sort of natural i to me i was really skeptical i thought it would be like oh she's just trying this out oh this is not gonna last so i didn't really i was surprised i was like wow this is amazing but i also didn't really trust it until like after three years probably but i was always reserving you know myself because I just felt like this isn't going to last because she's never been in a relationship with a woman. This is just something that she's just dabbling in and, you know, or, or, you know, she could, she's got a million groupies. Oh my God. Now I don't she's have any like, groupies. Yes, you do. <laughs> Fans, not groupies. Yeah, I mean, you have like people who follow you around and like travel around, you know, so there's that whole aspect where, you know, there's yeah. a lot of insecurity involved with being with someone who's in, in the limelight like that, a rock star. And yeah, you have like, for me, I had to really build up my own sense of self and also try to be 
you know, trying to be an equal in a relationship with someone who is um, famous, not equal with, but just be able to hold my own is hard. I'm Joe Piazza, and this is Committed. Kate Pearson and Monica Coleman run the super hip Catskills motel, Kate's Lazy Meadow, together. Kate is also a member of the new wave band, the B-52s. The two women have been up in the mountains since the pandemic began. They call their house up there Mountain Abbey. They've been taking care of the motel, bird watching, gardening, canning tomatoes, and spending time with their German shepherds. It's also the longest amount of time they've spent together since Kate's usually off on tour for a good chunk of the year. When I was listening to the two of them, I was struck by just how fascinated they both seem with each other and how they support one another creatively. It's really wonderful to hear that from a couple that's been together for nearly 20 years. Kate and Monica first met in New York City back in 2000. At the time, both of them were with other people, and Kate had never been with a woman. We were both in relationships, And we knew each other as friends. And Monica's partner uh, had these put on these shows at Joe's Pub called the Chanteuse Club. I noticed Monica was behind the scenes and she was filming and recording and doing all this stuff. And I I really noticed her, but she was very quiet. I thought we met up here. I didn't know that. Did we meet him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess you You don't remember us being together at Joe's Pub? seeing each other, no, talking to each other. It's like black that black dance. Dance. Blacked, blacked out. Blacked it out. Blacked it all out. <laughs> okay, so we met, so we must have met in 2000, and then, you know, you guys were, had been doing that stuff, the shows and whatever. But they both also had places close to Woodstock, New York, in the Catskills. Monica was a photo agent in New York City, and after 9-11, she wanted to give up the whole city lifestyle and move to the country full-time. So I was skiing up here with friends and I forgot my hat. I remember I was on the lift and I said, I'm going to teach myself how to knit. Because I was up here, I wanted to figure out like a way to, to live up here full time. And so I taught myself to knit and then that turned into buying a, a building in, in Woodstock, the old, an old post office in Woodstock renovating that and turning it into the Woodstock Wool Company. And Kate, at the time, had purchased her uh, property to start Lazy Meadow, which was, you know, already, she had purchased it, and she, in the middle of renovations at the wool store, Kate would come in and check out the scene and what we were doing, and she asked me if I would help with that project. So that's how sort of we started working together. We were both in relationships and you know we, we became sort of friends and and that sort of how it and then started. you and I asked her to help me with lazy meadow now I had bought lazy meadow the year before just I drove down the road I had no sort of dreams of owning a hotel but I I saw this property for sale and I went and looked down by the river it was so magical and there were goldfinches and butterflies flying around by the Esopus Creek Kate is correct 
It is totally magical up there. Think Dirty Dancing and that one episode of Mrs. Maisel and every Subaru commercial ever. Those are the Catskills Mountains. As for Lazy Meadow... It's this little roadside hotel, little red roadside hotel. And I just thought, wow, this would be so easy to renovate and I'll theme the rooms and it'll be really, it will be so much fun and easy. Nothing about renovations is ever fun and easy. And when Kate started, she realized they were much more difficult than she thought they'd be. So I called on Monica to help me and she solved all these problems. There was a a, a whole water system to be created, uh, septic systems. You can talk about that. But anyway, it was a, a lot of renovation. And also I had no idea how to run it. And we had a very soft opening in what, 2003, I think it was? 2003, 2003. Yeah. Neither of us had done any kind of lodging or any kind of hotel or any. So, so I sort of carried over my know-how from the photo <clears throat> repping business just and just sort of applied it. Like I had written all my own programs for, for that business to sort of run it, like the, the point of purchase system and the coding and all that stuff. I'm sort of a computer geek. So I, I had coded all of that for my other businesses and just kind of carried that over and that just applied. And, and we just sort of did it by the seat of our pants and, and started slowly. And, and I have to say, business. just yeah. not to interrupt, but... I had watched you, you know, I'd seen you at Joe's pub and seen you behind the scenes kind of doing things and seeing you at the wool store, you know, and I mean, you're a woman of so many talents and Monica does pottery and she makes jewelry. But when I met her, her skill set was just enormous and, and helping with Lazy Meadow, you know, she could break out the saw and the hammer and she could do the computer. She was a tech, you know, really techie. And I just was watching all these qualities and I just, I fell in love. I fell in love with you. So, I mean, it was sort of a slow burn in a way, but you know, when you work with somebody and you fall in love, it's just really, things just sort of fall into place. You know, there's just sort of the cards all fall into place. It just seems natural. It just seemed like a very natural unity that we had in working together. And it it worked pretty smoothly. There were some ups and downs. We had some floods at Lazy Meadow. There were some hard times there, but, you know, we weathered all of that together. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. We made it, we made it fun. It was an adventure. I mean, working together was so much more fun than working with other people because Kate's so amazing and makes every day like this special fun experience. So that was really new to me, you know, having having that kind of excitement and energy and vision and trying to keep up with that sort of pace was exhausting and and also exhilarating. So, and we created beautiful things together. Kate's vision and my sort of know-how and also, you know, both of us having really good business savvy. The main thing that we created was- Well, I don't have good business savvy. You're really good. Well, I mean, I think what what was created was something that was really organic and really very much an extension of our lives and our home life and just sort of, just an extension of our lives. And it just sort of seamless, like Lazy Meadow is just part of our lives. And what we created there is, is sort of like your guest at our house in a way. It's not like some corporate- produced theme hotel where you know everything's the same or you're trying to go for some sort of cookie cutter kind of thing it's it's very very unique very organic very authentic 
It was around that time that Monica broke up with her partner, Maggie, and Kate needed to get out of her own relationship. I had been in a relationship with a a man, and it was a really awful, abusive relationship. And I was desperate to get out of this relationship, which I did. Yeah. Yeah, And then then when I broke up, then... She asked me, she said, you know, we took a walk or something, you know, and she said, I'm wondering if I could ask for your help. She asked for my help. And I was like, you know, of course, I'm helping you with what... She's like, no, I'm... I need to get out of my relationship. I'm, I'm really, I'm really afraid. I had no clue. And it was like, okay, how are we going to fix this problem? It's like, this is another issue. So after that, we kind of helped me and another friend and a couple of other friends that lived nearby, uh, nearby us. And they were in Highland at the time, sort of just helped facilitate getting this person out of Kate's life. That was, that was abusive. The relationship I was in, I mean, I just never in my life had been in any relationship like this that was abusive. And of course it got worse as time went on, but you know, I really was afraid. And our friends, Philip and Scott, who also helped us with Lazy Meadow did help that they helped. And Monica just helped me wrench out of this relationship along with my therapist because I couldn't, I felt in fear of my life. And at one point at the end, I was just kind of afraid And, and whether that was, real or not, I felt it. And it gave me this empathy and and ability to see what women go through in this kind of situation, because I had thought before, oh, why doesn't, if a woman's abused, why didn't she just leave? Why can't she just leave the relationship? You know, why does this happen? And I, I understand now how difficult it can be. So I'm grateful for that. But it was a really the most difficult time in my life. And, and everything since then has seemed much, so much better. It's been up, up, up and away since then. We helped her through that period. And after, I guess, that time, it was like after about three months and we were still working together, Kate had got a gig in Australia. And she said, would you like to come with me, you know, on tour with go to Australia? Would you like to go to Australia with me? I had no idea that Kate had any interest in me romantically because I was kind of shell-shocked. And when it did become romantic, it was a complete shock to me. I was like, what? And I had only been with men. And so when I started looking at Monica, just, you know, it just seemed very natural to fall in love with a woman. And it surprised my friends, of course. It was like, what? But it just seemed very natural to me. And I guess younger people now just see that as just a natural part of life being sort of fluid sexuality and well you're just you're you're a real you're so much before your time in every way so I think it was just sort of natural to me I was really skeptical I thought it would be like oh she's just trying this out oh this is not gonna last so I was surprised I was like wow this is amazing but I also didn't really trust it until like after three years probably yeah it was hard at the beginning yeah you didn't have a lot of trust yeah I didn't I was like no she's gonna just you know this is not gonna last but Kate asking Monica to go to Australia with her felt at least a little bit serious I was like you know sure I'll I'll definitely come we had a vacation first in Australia we started with the vacation no no that was was that was yeah, we started time? going up the South Island of New Zealand. It was a whirlwind, of course. And, and I felt like just because we were such good friends for so long, it also felt like, oh, you know, we're just I'm going away with with a friend and we're going on vacation together. It, it really like the romance part still hadn't 
really sunk into me. I was like, okay. You didn't trust it. No, no. But, you know, after that trip, it was, it was really like, I, I started to, to feel like, oh, this, this could be real, maybe. We toured New Zealand and the, the South Island and the North Island of New Zealand. And then we ended up meeting up with the band and Kate was doing her thing. So all that, that whole world of being backstage and being around the other band members and the whole dynamic and, you know, all of that stuff was just like the whole tour manager and the I think your manager, I think Bradford was on that trip. You know, it's a whole big business and Kate's in there and she's doing her job. And, you know, so, so it's hard, you, you know, I would be there and I'd sort of respectfully, you know, stand back I and mean, she's working. So I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, didn't want to like disturb her or be a bother or be like a pain in the ass. So I would, I would like do my own thing. You know, I'd, sort of go, but also like, I'm very independent and I'm not, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm happy to go. I've traveled the world and before meeting Kate. So for me, it was like, oh, I could go here or there and I'll see you after, you know, or I wasn't like going there and just sort of glomming on and wanting to just be with her 24 seven, at least that we had our own little independence, but yeah. it was, it was exciting and we had a lot of fun and so it kind of added to the whole romance part. It was like, wow, this is just such, a, you know, I couldn't believe that this was actually a reality still. And we went, we had a great time, we got closer. But I was always reserving myself because I just felt like this isn't going to last because she's never been in a relationship with a woman. This is just something that she's just dabbling in and, you know, or, or you know, she could... She's got a million groupies. Oh my God! Now I don't have any like, groupies. Yes, you do have <laughs> fans, not groupies. Yeah, I mean, you have like people who follow you around and like travel around. You know, so there's that whole aspect where you know there's yeah. a lot of insecurity involved with being with someone who's in, in the limelight like that, a rock star. And you know, you have like for me, I had to really build up my own sense of self and also trying to be an equal in a relationship with someone who is famous not equal with, but just be able to hold my own is just hard. Well, not only that, but the band, you know, it's just a natural dynamic and everyone in the band, and we've, we're another family in a way. We've been together over 40 years and we have a very family dynamic. So anyone in the band will tell you that when they go home to their significant others or their cats, <laughs> they, um, you know, their, their other, their partners will tell them, Oh, you know, just it's so it's very difficult for people to come home and leave all the time. Very few couples last actually in that when people like us on our crew who tour with other bands after our tour is finished, they go tour with other bands and they're gone all the time. And the backstage yeah. scene is hard because there's always someone to tell even it's if it's your wife, you know, or significant significant other partner there's always someone to tell you you can't be here you can't be in the space and sometimes there is no space yeah and monica was very very respectful of the space and and too much so in a way like after the show i'm like where's monica where's monica you'd be like hiding somewhere no um, I was but I mean, it I is hard that's a very difficult thing to, to it's like sharing somebody yeah but it's also like going to work with someone too so there's like yeah. there's like that aspect too. you know they're doing their job even though it's fun and it's you know it's to concert and you know the front of the house everyone's partying having fun the back of the house is like 
you know, that's the reality of behind the, the, the Oz's curtain. It's like everybody's like exhausted. Everybody's trying to get ready. And it's just a whole different scene. It's great, but it's really hard work. It's hard. I mean, I don't know how you can do it. But I mean, I love doing it. And but it's but it is work. And then people think, well, we're just can I just come along? It's going to be fun. And everyone that's ever come along with this on tour is exhausted after a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, then, and then there's the, always the, you know, the backstage, like, you know, I'm sorry, Kate says she doesn't have groupies, but you know, she has, she not, has, there's a like, difference between fans and groupies. Well, okay. Whatever. It's like people who like are in love with you. They want to be near you. They want to have a, be part of, you know, your, your persona, your stage persona. You know, they want to attach that. Whatever you're projecting out to your fans, like they're picking up on it and then they want their... It's it's a whole phenomenon, the fan phenomenon. And that was the hardest thing for me to get through because I was like, I didn't want to be around that because it was like, it really... I just, I felt part of me was like threatened. The other part of me was like possessive. The other part of me was like, you know, kind of... I mean, I understood it's part of the business. Without fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I get it. So, you know, that was like early on. And, you know, as we stayed together and, you know, I realized like that's just part of it. And plus, Kate is the most loyal and the most, you know, if she were somebody that would go out and have a million affairs or, you know, I'd find her like cheating. or I mean, you know, I would have known that right early on and that would have been not for me. And that's just not who Kate is. And that's why we're still together because she's incredibly loyal she's incredibly stable she's like a rock and even though she's got this whole lifestyle of rock star and fans and that's just her job and that, I mean that's part of who she is but when she comes home she's home and she's with me and you know all of that is just that's just a part of her life that is like any performer or any actor or whatever that's just uh, separate from home life so I mean when the band started there were some wild times and we used to, you know, we opened for Talking Heads and we went to Europe and we, we were on a whirlwind tour when we started out when we were young and starting and people think that we're, you know, I never take my wig off or my earpiece or whatever. I never, even the metaphorical wig, you know, just like, am I going to change my persona they think it's all wild times we get home and i'm just like woo woo party you're a nerd you're yeah like i'm a total nerd yeah nerd. i mean i'm bird watcher like and gardener and yeah so yeah and then when we got back you know kate's like why don't you you know move in with me i don't recall there was any point where i said will you move in with me it just sort of happened you know it just sort of like um, you just started staying over here yeah and then i stayed over at your place yeah and you come did. here and then yeah but at one know. point like, you said do you want to? You asked. I think I remember. Anyway, doesn't matter. Either way, I ended up here. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> she's still here. Whether I asked her or not, she's still here. Still here. Still here. Time for a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about Kate and Monica's Hawaiian wedding. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. 
The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. At one point, after we were together a little while, I told Kate, I said, I think we should get married. Or, I, you know, I want to marry you. You know, the usual things you say in a romantic beginnings of a relationship. We should mm-hmm. get married. I, I mean, Kate's a hippie more, and so that, like, marriage, the whole conventional thing isn't really her style. I never thought of myself as ever getting married. I, don't, I just didn't think about, like, I didn't that. believe in marriage. I mean, she I didn't kind believe of... in it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess for us when marriage was made legal and we felt like it was our duty to get married like as as gay women as Kate being someone that is in, in the public eye to support others and to show just to be out there and take advantage of all of the struggles that all of the people that came before us to get us to this point of being able to get married legally we felt it was our obligation to do that just because we could and it was our right and we felt like you know, we're on the backs of all the other gay activists out there that fought for us to do that. And besides that, we were very, very together in our business venture. We both own Lazy Meadow together and Lazy Desert. And Monica's old house is part of Lazy Desert. We had other properties that were part of Lazy Meadow. We had Lazy Shack, Lazy Cabin, Lazy yeah. Lodge. Yeah. So we were very together in our business. And we did consult business people, you know, to figure out like how we would Oh, before we got married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, be, yeah. I mean, the whole legal, you know, the assets and, you know, ownership and how that was just a, a nightmare for, for any gay couples that own property or businesses or all that stuff. We Even making a will, whatever. we were told that no matter what you do, no matter how ironclad your will is, it can be contested. Can be- the <laughs> fact that, you know, we were in a precarious position because society did not support our lifestyle by making it easy for us to be together, be a couple, be committed and own property and, own property and business together. Yeah. It's just not set up for it. It's set up for conservative, you know, beliefs of a, of a man and a woman being married. And that's how the society operates. And, and you have to work within those confines or you have to pay to get things assessed and then evaluations and get all of these, you know, you like, well, they make it basically impossible before the, before gay marriage was legal. It would be very difficult to sort of sew up all those ends, even That's right. visiting rights in the hospital, yeah, even, you know, all, all those kind of things. All so that. when gay marriage was passed, we're like, yes, yeah. and it was very romantic, I have to say. We went, we thought about it so much. How are we going to invite people? We have so many friends. How are we going to have this big wedding? And I've seen so many friends struggle with their weddings and getting it together, and it's wonderful and all, but what a pain it is. I mean, it can be such a... A burden so we didn't want it to be like that and we we thought about how would we do this big party and accommodate everybody and then this opportunity came where we got a gig in Hawaii and we thought well let's just go to Hawaii and get married there the band will be there our friend Sia was there my friend who lives there Jan Wagner lived there 
And so we had a small group of people at our wedding and it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. It was like beautiful hotel. It was on the beach, of course. And it was just, uh, it was a phenomenal wedding. It was very romantic. And we got great pictures. Yeah, we did. So how do you guys divide up the duties now with with all of the all of the all of the lazy properties? Well, that's easy. I do all the work and then no. And I just lay back. Okay, yeah. lays around. <laughs> no. So basically I handle the day to day operations of like the right now we have Lazy Desert out in uh, Joshua Tree and we have Lazy Meadow and Mount Tremper and we only have one other property which is the lazy cabin, which is in Woodstock. And Lazy Meadows only like speaking of remote ten minutes from our house. For those of you who haven't heard of it, take a minute and Google Lazy Meadow. It's just roadside hotel, little cabins. One there's one one through five. It's just one building, and then there are two separate cabins. And it's on this beautiful creek, the Asopus Creek, and it's up here in the Catskill Mountains. It's in Mount Tremper, New York, and it's just magical spot it's got this beautiful meadow hence lazy meadow it has several meadows but it's actually just lazy meadow and that was the original name and it's like such a beautiful getaway it's mid-century so it was really decorated to be sort of brought to its former glory whether it was formerly glorious or not i don't know but we brought it to its former glory with mid-century design monica found these and retrofitted these mid-century kitchens. Turquoise, one's like 50s turquoise kitchen, complete with stove and refrigerator, and then a pink one in another suite. So it's a very much like you have your own little private apartment, Thomas, when you stay up here. I do the, the day-to-day oversee, you know, make sure that the people show up. You know, every morning we have a morning meeting and we talk about the state of affairs and we talk about what needs to be done. and. Who's going to, you know, we delegate like, okay, Kate, can you handle this point? Can you handle that? Kate's oftentimes in her studio working on music. So, plus she's the face of the business. I mean, it's her, her name and celebrity that we sort of rely on to bring in business and, you know, bring press or whatever. So, I mean, that's a huge part of, you know, our identity is, is that. But, you know, she's very hands-on with ideas. And if I have a problem, I can always bounce it off her. Or, you know, I've got a situation. Complaints. Complaint. She's the complaint department. Yeah. She Sometimes I have to say the complaint department is close. Yes, you do. But, yeah, I mean, it works. And we have our two German Shepherds. And, you know, they take a lot of, of time. And Kate really, like, she... She's so diligent with like taking them for their their hikes and their playtimes, and she takes care of their feeding. And we also have a huge garden that we both work on. And you know, we do. She did all this canning this year for all these tomatoes. And she made some amazing sauces. And we've been delegating duties. I like to work outside and deal with like you know, hook up a rain system to fill up our pool. You know, like engineering feats and things that need to be done like that. I, I like to work on that. What? What are you whispering? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Kate's out there weeding, and, and I, you know, I cut the lawn, I cut the garden, I do the shopping, I do all the, the shopping for the food, I cook, and well, Kate does all the cleaning. You know, so we what? have you do all the not the cleaning of the house, but you do the cleaning up of the dishes. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you know, clean up after the, the clean meal. up after yeah. dinner. I mean, know? we have a delegation of labor. We have so. a delegation of labor, and then the time that we spend together, you know, as a couple is like when the day is over. 
we go, I make fire. I'm sorry, we have such a routine. I love routines. And routines are also a great place for a break. Be right back. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. I know I've asked this a lot this season, and it's because relationships are weird and hard in lockdown. And I had to know how Kate and Monica have been getting along during the pandemic. So the last gig I had, was, well, we played in New Orleans, this big party for Muse crew in New Orleans. And I didn't really realize there was a lot of COVID going around there. And then we had a Marco Island gig. And then we had, we were in New York City, we had a gig there and we had a brunch and we went to dinner and we, you know, went shopping. And that March 1st, we came back home. And ever since then, we've been on pretty much lockdown. I kind of got into during this quarantine of making um, masa, making home, homemade corn tortillas. So we got a 50 pound bag of masa to make the corn tortillas. And we had it in our front room and we had left it there. And there was a screen on the front door and we saw this bear outside. We saw it sort of browsing around outside, but you know, we shut the screen and went to bed. And the next morning the bear had bust through the screen. It, I guess it sort of, snuffled around and the, opened the bag of masa and it's kind of dry so it ate all the masa. it ate some of it anyway and it then it came went out through the screens didn't really make a it left footprints but it didn't really mess up anything too much except the masa but i've been making that and doing hot sauce and monica made some hot sauce you sourdough, know sourdough pasta. bread monica cooked bread baked bread all the time we're always cooking. We're cooking something. We're always making something. We're always doing something. We always have a project. We're always, I mean, we're always working. We are both workaholics. Yeah, we're we don't, doers. We don't, we're doers. We don't really, we don't stop. But for us to have leisure time or to just like chill, like we don't, I mean, we chill at night. We, yeah. We have our routine. We make dinner or whatever. And then we usually like go into our living room where we light a really nice fire and get your time. And then we, right now we're watching, we're, we're, Rewatching Mad Men, the whole series of, of Mad Men, and you know it's really fun. We watch a couple episodes, and then we, you know, it's it's that's our enjoyment. Did you guys expect to get along so well in quarantine? We've never spent 
a full year together. We usually spend at least three months apart since we've been together. So this is the first time ever we've spent so much time together. And so it's, it's a different sort of pace. We both have to compromise and it's an adjustment. But I think people in this situation with COVID, it's either, you, you know, people have been together a long while. They're either drawn closer together or they just get on each other's nerves and then just, just explodes. So I think we're beyond the explosion part. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been much better because being when I was home, we were together a lot, like 24-7, and then I'd be gone totally. So we give each other space. I have a music studio down the road that I can go to and work on music. And Monica has her pottery studio here in the house and works on jewelry and you have classes. This extended period of time, I mean, it was like it was normal in the beginning. And then it was like, you know, as the summer started coming around, I was like, oh, man. When is she, when is she going to go back? Every now and then, it's like, when are you leaving? When, when is short? When is this COVID going to be over? No, because it kind of like I kind of got into the routine of being alone, and I'm a loner. I'm like an introvert. So, you know, as nice as it was as to have, I mean, it was just sort of this adjustment for me personally, and and so we really had to set some time alone apart from each other which was me going into my studio and working for, you know, until whatever, and Kate going to her recording studio in Chopin, and then she would have, you know, her time apart, and we would come home and have dinner. And that got a little tense, probably like three or four months in, where I was just sort of like, there's no end in sight. There's no end in sight. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> the whole idea of the lockdown, too, is like, we can't, oh, we can't we stop. We can't get away from each other. Yeah. Can't but, go here or stop here. Yeah. My usual, like, stop over But we're know, both friends. so incredibly polite. Like we're both polite people. Like both of us have the same kind of thing. Like, oh no, you have the last slice. Oh no, you have. You know, that's just our personalities are are so accommodating as in as a rule in general. And so we're very polite to each other in some ways that you know I think is really respectful. And we, you know, except we, when we're giving we each other bicker. the finger, you know, as, yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we bicker and everything. But you know, as as. I mean, we really look out for each other. I think that's a really great yeah. part of our relationship is that we're both looking out for each other all the time and what's best for each of us and the support and all that stuff. But the time, I mean, but the time for, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I was going to say the, the time together, it's kind of like came to a peak where it was like, oh my God, you know, I can't take another day. It's too much. Like, you know, I would try to go, I invited friends up and we got to spend some time with other people that were, you know, staying at Lazy Meadow that we closed down the business and we had time to social distance with friends that weren't staying with us. So that was nice to, to be able to socialize and be around other people than, rather than be with each other all the time, which is, you can't do it. That kind of eased the tension a little bit. And then I don't know what happened. We just kind of got into a new routine of doing our own thing and feeling really like, okay, you know, just kind of like so fortunate and lucky that we're in yeah, this position and we're not having to go on a subway to get to work and we're not having to, you know, go out in the world where it's dangerous. And, and so we're, we're both like really thankful and grateful yeah. for our situation. And that kind of brings us together even more, I think. I am throwing this last section to our producer, Ramsey. Ramsey doesn't get to speak very often, 
and he wants to speak. He wants his voice heard, and he has a very important question for Monica. Monica, hopefully this won't start a little rift between the two of you guys. Uh, Were you a B-52s fan prior to meeting Kate? And if so, who was your favorite member? Think carefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I knew I knew of the band, of course, but I think it's a little bit before my time. There is an age gap there between era. us quite a bit. Yeah, there's a little bit. I knew of the band. I wasn't a fan of the band per se. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm starstruck. And well, you like that, 70s bands. I, like, I was more like <laughs> 70s rock. I knew the band. I was a fan. My favorite member of the band, of course, is Kate. Yeah, I mean, it was... it. I don't know. I kind of just took it in stride. Like I didn't, I, that's a lot of people ask, you know, like, Oh, I mean, I'm so glad. I mean, that couldn't have worked if you were no, so, no. a fan really. I mean, I, you love the music, I think, but you know, it's not like you would listen to B-52 no, music no, no, all the no, time. No, but. it's just, I just knew that she was in that band and I knew that she was, you know, a real innovator and in, her craft and what she did and I really respected her in that in that respect about being an artist and creating something completely new and as an artist myself looking at her as an artist and what she does is is she's revolutionized a music genre and that I really admire you know but as well yeah that's it well I would I have to say though Monica when I did my first solo record when Whenever it was, uh, guitars and microphones, Monica really stepped up to the plate. I couldn't have done it without her. She, as a woman of so many skills, she really managed the whole thing. We went out to LA, I wrote songs, I recorded it out there. She started Lazy Desert when we were out there. She, we bought an Airstream RV and she lived in that while we started Lazy Desert. She really helped me and supported me and, and not just emotional support. She completely, you know, managed the project and filmed the video the album cover. and she did the album cover. <laughs> so, I mean, she really, and I'm working on my, se- my second solo record. It's done basically, but I'm just figuring out how to, when, how and when and where to put it out. But she really helped me do that. And that was my dream. That was something I wanted to do for so many years. And she really made it happen. That was a great answer. Great. It went in a different direction. I loved it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, That's kind of the norm. (laughs) Direction here. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. Special thanks to Kate Pearson and Monica Coleman. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Kling. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's jo at committedpodcast.com. You can grab a copy of Joe's book, How to Be Married, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 